0: This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now here's your host, Mike Parkin.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to the DTV Digest. I'm your host, Mike Parkin, and joining me this week is Richard Halls. Hello, everyone. This week we're gonna kick off with Black Site. Uh, Then we've got um, Jamie Foxx in Day Shift, Tom Skerritt is going to turn up in East of the Mountains, then we have a new horror film called The Captive, and then a Korean action film called Special Delivery. Our short shot this week is Legend of Pippi, and with a bit of deja vu, our DTV throwback is also called Black Sight. So without further ado, let's crack on our first review then is black site abby trent is a cia analyst working at a secret facility when the man she has been hunting for almost a year is finally brought in for interrogation however it soon becomes clear that this man hackett wanted to be captured um, this is one of those films, Rich, uh, twofold. One is we've been waiting for it to turn up in the UK for quite a while. Um, again, we're sort of like coasting on the coattails of our colleagues in the US. We've been going on about this film for a while. Um, it's also one of these films which is set in a single location. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so as um, Interceptor was a few months ago or a couple of months ago. Um, and, and numerous other films. Um, Michelle Monaghan stars as Abby, and does a pretty decent job. Um, I think the main thing that sets us apart from films of its ilk is the vicious gusto that is applied to it. There is another thing I want to talk about later, but but hmm. I, th- I think I, I was really I was genuinely taken aback when this guy started laying into people and it was pretty nasty stuff <laughs> you know i mean it was for a um you know a, a film of this sort of budget level um i, I must admit, yeah i was i was actually taken aback uh, what what you slashing on? and bludgeoning and it was stuff it has it has been likened to a slasher film you know and and you, you can certainly see that with with the, you know this character the the way he's played is is he's almost like Michael Myers or something like that, you know. Um, well,
0: he is like pretty much bu- he, he barely says a word. I mean, he pretty mm. much does he doesn't say a word until I think the end. Yeah, I think he utters a few lines towards the end, but he's mm-hmm. he's basically this silent um, threat. So yeah, he's he's quite Michael Myers like in that kind of sense of stalking the corridors and mm. and uh, sort of uh, going up, you know, to taking people out one by one and and stuff while he's you know trying whatever he's up to, he's he's doing. I, I did like it. I thought it was solid. Um the it's it's got um say Michelle Monham, it's also got Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney which, yeah. is, which is always a bit of a well, not sure kind of thing about Jai yeah. Courtney. But he's okay. I don't mind him. He's all right. Uh he seemed he he quite fit the character and stuff here. Jason Clark is one of those guys I'm really not a, 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 a I don't really like seeing him in stuff. He's just not right. not one of those actors I'm particularly interested in, uh, for whatever reason. You know, you just sometimes mm. you just you, you don't you'd, you'd rather see someone else uh, rather than him. So he's done he's done quite a few things. you think he did one of the Planet of the Apes movies and it's one
1: uh, of the Terminator, of Terminator yeah. films. Dr. I think, he was, I think it
0: was, yeah, yeah, I think he was the the bad guy in in yeah. that and stuff. So, but he's fine. I'll say, I was quite surprised though that 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 he didn't have any mm. any dialogue. Um, for the most part, um, Michelle Monaghan's strong. You know they do the whole thing about setting up her trauma at mm. the start of the movie, uh, sort of her motivation, and then putting her in this situation. She's quite a, she's a Jack Ryan type character in this. Exactly.
1: Yeah. She's yeah. an
0: analyst, uh, and so she's gone to this uh, black site called, I believe, called Citadel.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, and you know she's been there for quite a while, and then as you say, the 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 guy she's been trying to get hold of, you know, to, to, to interrogate for, for our own personal reasons is, uh, you know, sort of turns up on her last mm. day or, or last, or, you know, yeah, the, last, the customer last, last week. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. like she's, she's just packing up basically. She's going to be off. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's, I think it, 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 you know, it, it unfolds quite well. It's, it's, it's nothing groundbreaking. It's, it's a, it's a fairly standard thriller mm. with, um, uh uh you know action beats throughout there's a there's a there's a guy she's in uh interrogating who's, who says he's just like a businessman and, and doesn't mm. know anything and he and he's you know he's kind of introduced at the start and we sort of see him a couple of times but he's got more significance than than uh, than at f- than you know at first seems to be the case um uh, as well as say the hatchet character which comes in mm. and uh what I thought was interesting, it's funny you mentioned Interceptor because this is very similar in in a lot of respects to Interceptor. Yeah. So
1: it's, we've got like a corridor which is yeah. used, you know, redressed and used a lot basically.
0: Yeah, I think this one expands, I think there's more rooms and stuff in this yeah, one whereas yeah. oh, in, I, I mean in, uh, in Interceptor they kind of went outside and had the CGI backgrounds and stuff but there's also, you know the black site is going to be blown up. Basically, there's a race against mm. the clock. You know, they've yeah, got to yeah. kind of they've got to stop the bad guy. You know, the bad guy comes in and he's running about, and they're going to kill him all. And uh, so that's all very similar. There's a few different things happening in this one, which, mm. uh, for example, like with the, uh, with Jai Courtney's character, there's some the, there's some avenues they take. Uh, with that yeah. so, there's a, so there's a very
1: good sort of like character dynamics you know mm. with, with, with this sort of group of people because yeah. even like because he, he got that massad some uh, Mossad guy on there as well yeah you know and, and she's like very reluctant to sort of like impart any information to him because you know she has a thing about the Mossad yeah. <laughs> so so there's all that sort of stuff going on as well so. yeah because it's like
0: this international sort of yeah. coalition mm. isn't it it's like there's yeah. representatives of different countries and none of them they're working together but some of them don't quite trust each other yeah and,
1: exactly
0: um so yeah so you got so you got the female protagonist the sort of the black the uh, military base kind of mm. setting the race against time uh the the other thing that's Really quite funny uh, to me is that um, in during the end credits, I noticed that this was made in Australia. All right. Which Interceptor was also made in Australia, so yeah. it was like it's it's one of those cases, you know, like Volcano and Dante's Peak and stuff like that. Yeah, you yeah. Know, when they get two movies that are very similar that get made at the same time, hmm. that seems to be what happened here. Both of these movies must have been in production around the same time yeah. in different parts of Australia. I think here they shot uh, Queensland, Gold Coast, and stuff. I'm not sure where. Interceptor shot, but um, although that was largely sound stages, I think I don't think hmm. it really went on to any uh, physical, I'm not sure yeah, yeah I don't think it's already physical location. This one you do see a little bit, but it is a say largely a running around corridors, that kind of deal. Mm. But yeah, it's not groundbreaking, but it's it's you know, it's good, it's entertaining. Uh, Michelle Monahan's strong as you would expect, you know, she's you know, been around quite quite a long time, you know, she's she's. Mm-hmm. She's turned up in things like Mission Impossible uh, yeah. uh, 3 and Fallout and, and stuff, although she never really got involved in much of the action. But here I thought, you know, she handled her and, you know, whatever doubles she was working with seemed to handle all the choreography quite well. Uh, and you could pretty much tell what was going on. Uh, say Jason Clark, who I'm saying not, not really a fan of, I thought, you know, he carried that role quite well, yep. quite intimidating. Um, and uh, what's it? I'm J- saying Joy Courtney, not too bad. And the say the rest of the su- supporting cast of, of actors who I'm not familiar with really, yeah, uh, were all quite engaging. I thought it's a good movie, uh, it was picked up by um, uh, Sky, Sky it so, Superman, so it's so it's a, yeah, so yeah it's, a, it's a Sky original. See, the, the,
1: good, the good thing about it being on Sky as well is that there is the chance that it might end up on physical media because we've seen that with things like Red Notice. And, and a few others as well so there's a possibility somewhere down the line we may actually get a DVD out of them yeah
0: what's interesting though is they they haven't done it for a quite a long time yeah there's not really I mean last year there were quite a few hmm. films like say like SAS Red Notice and uh Monster Family and stuff like
1: that
0: hmm. I, th- I can't remember I think Final Score came out a, a while back if oh, that was a while correctly. back yeah because I got um but, yeah, recently they, they, they're they throwing all their money because with the pandemic and stuff, they didn't have mm. many blockbusters to buy. So they've been putting more money into uh, branding various productions or, or investing in, you know, productions mm. themselves. And, uh, yeah, there's not been much word of actual... Because really, some of these, they, they come out via, like, Universal and stuff and I haven't seen any. But that would be interesting to see if, I hope if so. this does get released. Yeah, I
1: would like to see. So this film it contains one thing i love and it omits one thing i hate so it gets brownie points for both mm-hmm. so one thing i love as you know i mean sort of number one on my list is is a fight on a, in an elevator we don't mm-hmm. have that second on my list is a fight in a kitchen a restaurant kitchen and we do get that we get we get this this fight in the sort in the sort of canteen area with jai courtney's character and that was pretty decent you know um, especially the way he, it ends. Um, that was pretty brutal, I have to admit. That that was uh, really, really good. Um, and the one thing it omits, um, which I'm really happy about, it, is by making Jason Clark's character, Hackett, so silent, we don't get any fucking monologuing. Ah. We don't get any sort of, you know, spouting pages and pages of like screenwriting bullshit. Yeah, because so. he doesn't
0: he, at no point does he really sort of go into that kind of right. I'm a villain because, or yeah, you know, exactly. i you, you know, yeah. you're not as good as me because, or, yeah, <laughs> or we're, you know, we're any... two
1: sides of the same coin or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah,
0: none of that is there's, there's none of that at all. It's very, right. um, you know, he's he's like they say, like, my, my he's the shark, you know, he's yeah, just,
1: yeah. yeah. He we do get a little bit at the end, but but what he actually you know, he, he does say is, is really interesting and actually sort of like, it. it, it, it Almost sets up other films,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and, and I really did like that bit of dialogue. Actually, you know, the, the one bit of dialogue he does say yeah, is yeah. actually really significant. So, so, so that was really good. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was really interesting. Um, yeah, no monologuing, which is great. The, the, the action was very brutal, which was um, refreshing. You know, uh, it's, it's not often that my jaded eyes sort of blink twice and go, oh my god, you know. <laughs> Especially what happens in the canteen um, and at the beginning. So, yeah. Was this... Michelle
0: Monaghan involved in that scene? I can't remember. No.
1: No, it was Jai Courtney. Shows, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so scores on the doors for this one, Rich? I think it's a solid seven. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, I really like it. I'll definitely watch it again. Um, hopefully it'll come out on DVD or Blu-ray at some point, and I'll definitely pick it up. It's, there you go. Two- the director
0: Sophia Banks. Yes, um, this is her feature debut. She's worked. Mm-hmm. She's done a few short films. There's one called. I've not seen many of them, but there's one called Unregistered, which is pretty interesting. That I yeah. think that was put out by like Dust or something. On, all right. Um, and you find that one on YouTube. It's worth yeah. you know, it's like ten minutes worth a look. But uh, yeah, so I thought she's done. Say, this is her first feature. I'm uh, all you know, for.
1: Yeah, I'm all for female directors, you know, um, getting get involved in action movies because, um, yeah, this was super on, on my level. Um, yeah, two sevens for Black Site. We definitely recommend you go check it out. Our next review is Day Shift. Bud Jablonski is a hard-working blue-collar dad who just wants to provide a good life for his quick-witted 10-year-old daughter. His mundane San Fernando pool cleaning job is a front for his real source of income, hunting and killing vampires. Um, this is the directorial debut for J.J. Perry Rich, as you well know. Um, yes. He is a highly respected and revered fight choreographer. Um, having done the likes of uh Blood and Bone and um Undisputed Two. Un- so it Undisputed Two or Undisputed Three he did?
0: No, he did un- I know he did Undisputed Two. I'm not two. about three.
1: Yeah. Um yes, so and and this is very good, I thought. Um I, I can take or leave um Jamie Foxx sometimes. But I thought he was actually really good in this, you know. Um Quite, quite engaging, um, good uh, supporting cast with the likes of Dave Franco, um, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> which made my son laugh, you know, He's like, oh my god, is that Snoop Dogg? And um, and of course, Scott Atkins turning up as one of the uh, Nazarian brothers, uh, sort of at the midpoint of the film. Um, how do you get on with this one? Yeah, I liked it, I thought I think it, was, it was quite good, it, it sort of, it lays its cards
0: on the table right off the bat. Hmm. So you get this really um, you know, there's no sort of messing about with uh, you know, is he a are or aren't they? Are yeah. they is he a pool cleaner? What, what's the thing he's setting it all up? He basically he goes to the house, he does the he sort of looks at the pool, looks over, sees us, you know, he's in the house, he's and all yeah. of a sudden he's fighting the vampires and the action is sort of speaking for itself in terms of what you're going to expect Absolutely. for the next almost two hours of you know the, the cameras all over the place the the the, the, the this is an eighty-seven eleven production so the 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 action's quite frenetic mm-hmm. um but it's got a sort of signature style i think that you you can see that where the influence comes so um jj perry's uh got the uh his, it's got the sort of sort of stuff you would expect for him but there's also the um uh, the action has lo- uh, contortionists, so there's yes. like um, the 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 vampires. You know, it, it's mm. it's it's a vampire movie, so it's doing the stuff you've seen before, but it's also trying to rewrite the book, which is hard because so many other people mm. have tried to do that. But in this one, the vampires are sort of they, they twist themselves around, and you know they they um, uh, you know they can adjust their you know ju- yeah. walk around like spiders and all sorts of crazy stuff. So they're working that in. So you've got the c- characters doing the sort of JJ Perry MMA kind of tw- twists and throws and, mm. you know, grabbing round and mm. spinning and throwing into walls and stuff. But then they've also got this added dimension of the sort of flexing themselves backwards and forwards and so, mm. you know, in, a, in a, like a malignant sort of fashion. Indeed. And uh, yeah. so it's, uh, it's quite fantastic and it's a lot of fun. Uh, and let's say that's just in the first like five minutes, you know, the, the title hasn't even appeared yet, um, yeah. but it sets it all up. You know exactly where you're going to stand. And I was thinking how they're going to pad it out and, you know, last it, because it's like an hour and 53. Mm. Um, whereas, you know, it, it, in the old days, this sort of thing would have been about 80 or 90 minutes, but they add in some family stuff and sort of motivation for, uh, Jamie Foxx's character. Uh, there's a lot of buddy stuff. So, but this is basically a buddy cop kind of setup yeah uh, it is so. for, the, for the most part. Uh, but it's set within this world of, uh, vampire Hunters, which again, they're kind of pulling, you know, because 8711 and J.J. Perry, the, the John Wick universe, they're kind of doing a little bit of that kind of world building mm. of, you know, pulling back the curtain and those kind of uh, you know, all this uh, this, you know, under, you know, Men in Black is another reference as well, you know, sort oh, of blade pulling it back and, yeah, and, is, and, and and Blade as well. Um, but and there's little, there's lots of, oh, there's lots of little um, Easter eggs and sort of nuggets. So there's, there's like the the vampire Hunting Union, uh, which is mm. the, the place where he has to go, he wants to join up or, or be reaccepted to because he's trying to get some, some good paydays. Is um, it's the 8711th 80, sort of. Mm uh division or whatever of the things yeah. so, and there's little bits like that that are thrown in which is nice yeah
1: it's also uh over the tenoy j.j perry got J-J perry, called, yeah. to, <laughs> called, yeah. called to the office or something into <laughs> yeah. the office yeah, yeah. So that was quite cool
0: um there's a, there's also a little uh, M- uh miami vice reference which, which was quite fun i can't remember which, was it t- uh, tubs that mm. um that, uh jamie foxx played in uh, in the michael Mann Yeah, yes that's right yeah yeah um, so, um, yeah, so Franco, mm, mm. not sure. So he's, they do the buddy cop, the buddy thing of, he's a bit like, he, you know, he's the suit. He's the guy who follows yeah. all the rules. He's wearing. He's, he's the. He's the, the straight laced one. Right behind one. the ears. Yeah, right behind the ears. Key. Rookie. Yeah. He's never been in the field. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of thing they do. that so I, I was thinking you know, of like Goes by the book and all
1: that, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was thinking of like the Brian Ben Ben character in uh, in uh, Dark Angel with Dolph Lundgren when they mm. team, team up. But his character was sort of really snibbly and sort of not not a very nice guy. Whereas this this guy is actually, you know, much. Uh, a bit more you know he's a bit more likable and, and sort of more sympathetic but uh so these sort of sort of, but that's kind of, that's sort of the sort of frame of reference that kind of character yeah. that always wants to please the boss kind of thing and uh he so he's there to sort of keep an eye on Jamie Foxx's sort of renegade character and yeah. the um Snoop Dogg was a nice bit of casting actually because you know he's he is an an actor he's done plenty of movies but nobody yeah. really everyone always gets surprised when he turns up and stuff because he's mostly yeah. obviously known for his rap music and stuff but he's just got such fantastic charisma and you could see whether they whether they went you know this could this could be a Samuel L. Jackson role mm. but it could also be a Snoop Dogg role so and you know why not give it to, why not do why not let Snoop get Dogg get a hold of the Gatling gun yeah. and stuff yeah. and like and deliver some cool lines and whatnot and there's a little lost boys reference in there somewhere as well yeah. so the
1: um oh but yeah the very last bit the, the very last line of the film is is a play on the last line of um uh the lost boys yes uh yeah yeah you so know there's I lots of that? loads
0: of little references and stuff and it's a very yeah. live it's well shot it's i mean it's a netflix movie but it's again it's another it's one, of, one these of their better films ones, where they yeah. where they've just you know given Yes, they've given, you know, they, they haven't gone with a name director, they've gone with somebody new and they've a bit like with Black Blackside, you know, we've got some a,
1: mm.
0: a, a, somebody who's been in the industry. But uh, in the case, JJ J. Perry has been in the industry, God knows how long, mm. you know, like 20, 20 years or something, uh, and maybe longer. And, you know, he's doing his directorial debut, but he's got a good sized budget. He's got a decent, decent star and, you know, supporting yeah. cast. You got Tyler Bates doing the music and you're going to get solid cinematography. So it's a, it's a high quality. Film yeah. uh, and say, and you've also got like, think people in the supporting cast like Scott Atkins. who unfortunately, was in it a lot less than I thought he was going to be. So that was he quite was, disappointing.
1: But, but I mean, there's two good two things to take away from that. That that whole sequence, which was you know, that is an extended fight sequence where, where mm. they sort of uncover this nest, is is very good. It is it is the set piece of the film really? Um, and the other thing is, he lives to fight another day. You know, it's it's not like he, he it's one scene and he's done. It's, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, which which just happens a lot when he, when he sort of like stars in these sort of big budget films. He's like in there for a bit and he's usually killed off. You know, but they kind of disappear from the movie, don't they? They kind but of they get do, this yeah. big introduction in and, and they have this yeah. scene and
0: then they kind yeah. of they are not that's really referred right, because, because you
1: know. Um... It, it's quite possible, you know, if there's a day shift too, or if they, if they you know, continue with the franchise, you you, you know, you, you've got these ready-made characters you can sort of dip back into. What what I also liked, um, you know, go, going back to Dave Franco's character, and also, um, not, not uh, who is it? Who, do you, can you remember the name of the character who lives next door? The, the new neighbour that's supposed to be a nurse.
0: Oh. Uh... No, uh gosh, I haven't gotten... No, I haven't got it in front of me, and I can't um, remember what that name. So was. it's
1: it's it's just you know the, the dynamic at the end of the film, Um because you know you got Dave Franco, you got you got her, and and you got Jamie Fox, which make this sort of really interesting team of characters. Yeah, they got a team to sort of go forward. If you know, it, it, they'd be fools not to do another film.
0: Oh yeah, I think that's you know definitely... There's definite potential
1: for a a, a sequel or a series or something. Because,
0: I mean, they spend so much time. That's one of the sort of one. I've got a couple of negatives, but one of them is there's so much exposition Hmm. of of the world building and setting everything up and saying what the rules are with the vampires and and stuff. Yeah. there's there's so many conversations that are quite heavy-handed with that, th- so like... they really need to yeah. go into the next film, and they don't mm. have to do any of that. Exactly, yeah. They could do but... more of it. I mean, this is in a way, this is quite to an extent, this is quite similar to something like Deck Collectors, but there's a lot of, lot mm. of like dressing on it,
1: yeah. and
0: then and the next one, you could do something that was a bit more stripped down. You know, you don't mm. have to establish what the world is and
1: yeah. just
0: uh, just get on with it.
1: There was, it was a nice scene because, you know, um, to establish sort of Dave Frankas' character because, um, you, you you know, you, you kind of expected him to get wasted <laughs> in just about every encounter. But he does sort of actually turn out to be quite useful, you know, after, after they sort out the nest and he's sort of like, going, hang on, there's something wrong here. You know, you've got all these different kinds of vampires because he's able to sort of you know, work, work out the different breeds and things like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, th- I thought that was a decent sort of character beat for him, you know, even though saw some of the other characters dismiss it. It did sort of like show that actually, yeah, he kind of knows what he's talking about, which was um, pretty good. So yeah, um, I you know I, I couldn't stop thinking about Blade, watching this, uh, and and how this is like. It's similar in that it wants to build this world and set you know have these rules, and you know come up with this sort of sandpit that they can sort of play in again in the future, which Mm -hmm. is kind of what Blade did. Blade Blade did a a lot of good world world building within its story. Um, But this is like, you know, the the daytime opposite, basically. You know, this is so in your face. It's it's all, you know, most of it is in daylight. Um, Because it's the day shift, obviously. (laughs) But but yeah, I I, I think this compares quite favourably to 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 blade i mean i'd still you know blade is at the top of this sort of thing but um yeah i'd, I'd put this in the same ballpark
0: what's the other thing i was going to say i going back to the action and some of the same hmm. there's a lot of great action you know design and some very inventive ideas and stuff that they've they've worked in there as mm-hmm. you would expect but i did find that some of the some of the stunts and that did get a bit repetitive because you kind of saw the same thing over and over again, like the same right. kind of falls that you know when the same kind of throws of the the vampires. A lot of them they were like landing on their, um, you know, like sort of landing on their backs or their or their, mm-hmm. you know, with the legs sort of flipped over and stuff. There was a lot of oh yeah yeah very fam- you know you could, you could turn it into a drinking you know, game every time they every time they're gonna land in a particular fashion <laughs> or, or or have a like a a clothesline drop or or, or, yeah. or something
1: but that sounds like that so, sounds like a very dangerous uh, drinking game <laughs> well
0: say it's, it's, it's a minor quibble as, as, I don't know if it's because of that, that that that's how they were setting up that that's how the vampires work that, that yeah. they always move in the same that particular style but it it, it was it, it just seemed like yeah no, seen, I know, you just did that <laughs> so like, mm. why are you doing that that same move again but that's not
1: that's not you know so, mm. but
0: there's a lot of really inventive stuff in there. One of the and, things you I know, did the like... The fact that you see, like, several contortionists or whatever is... Yeah, not,
1: not yeah, they, they, they were... Yeah, definitely put the work in. One, one of the other things I did like, about, you know, to do with the sort of world-building was the thing about the teeth and the fact that you can sort of tell how old they are by the teeth. Well, know,
0: yeah, well, this is that. the thing, is that's where... That's that's the sort of novel thing of when... Mm. He's a vampire hunter,
1: Yeah,
0: but he's a vampire hunter to get the teeth to sell on the black market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and why... Th- so they sort of established that there's this you know teeth index and stuff of what's what's v- valuable and stuff, and you got you got an appearance by Peter Stormers as,
1: yeah. as
0: the sort of shady dealer, um, but they they don't still don't really establish why that is, you know why mm-hmm. are these teeth so collectible and valuable and stuff to or at least yeah. if they and, did and, I missed and, it
1: because and who's paying
0: for them. <laughs> yeah it's like it's it becomes this it's you know it's the it's like in like John Wick industry, the, yeah. you know the yeah, coins you know the coins and stuff they have in, in John Wick, you know that mm-hmm. they all have these particular meanings and stuff and you know there's all, all these characters. So it's it's doing that kind of thing. But mm. as much as 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 much as it's full of exposition, it's still for me it's sort of that lacked a little bit because I was kind of thinking okay, you've told us that he needs the money f- from the teeth and that's, you know, why he's going to, mm. because the teeth are valuable if he gets a certain kind of vampire, but you haven't gone the next step and sort of established why, how mm. did this <laughs> how did this mm. happen? How did teeth become this, there's a mm. highly collectible thing of, you know, I could understand it from like a hunting perspective. I suppose you know, it's the only part
1: of them that's actually left there, isn't it? You know?
0: Yeah. Well, uh, well, they- that's the, they do establish that the, um, the fangs, Are the source of not the source, but like they're integral. You know, if you don't have the fangs, you don't have the powers, and and yeah, exactly. And they do some other. There's some other things with the powers as well, because the like the queen uh, vampire character, Hmm. she can just uh, brush her hand across plants and they wither and die and stuff, which seems which sort of goes goes a bit um, beyond sort of normal normal vampire powers. I I thought they they did quite a nice job of establishing her and you know the. Uh, what she was up to at the beginning hmm. and you know that that whole thing about burying that guy in the in the concrete and stuff yeah. was really
1: nasty um and it just sort of got them, plotting about didn't it uh, you know yeah kind of
0: <laughs> they, they're, they're really i mean what i like about her they they sort of establish things and then sort of go off in different directions
1: hmm.
0: um but the what i did quite like was that the villain had a had a proper motivation yeah, so she's so yeah. she, she, a bit like almost like a, a a version of uh Michelle Monaghan's character in Black Sight. You know, she mm. suffers this you know, uh, personal tragedy mm. that 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 is sort of motivating her actions. Although she's got the you know, the, this is kind of a side thing of you know, she's also got this other empire building kind of thing that she's trying to do as well. So the film tries to uh, use both, uh, to to. Uh, to sort of build the, oh, what's the big threat, you know, so she's got the I'm out to get you, you know, because you've done me wrong kind of thing, but then there's also this, oh no, we've got to stop her doing this because it's going to destroy the the world kind of, you know, that kind of, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot going on, there's so much going on, I mean, you can understand why they've had to make it <laughs> nearly two hours with all this world building and all these different plots and subplots and character developments and stuff and the different characters have all got to have their time you know, Dave Franco's not in their masses because mm. like, they, they sort of introduce him and they do some stuff with his character and then they sort of have to sideline him again because And they're bringing another character in then Snoop Dogg's there for a bit and then he's not and then he and then he's in and he so has some sort of hero moments and that but um, they say it's, it's a it's a difficult juggling act and I think all things considered you know in on his first full-length feature and hmm. I, I think you know JJ Perry's you know done an amazing job sort of pulling this all together and making it not just hugely entertaining as you would expect but also you know engaging and coherent and you know easy you know easy to follow and and it leaves everyone sort of um, motivated and excited to
1: see more absolutely so on that note rich how are you going to score it i'm going to give it an eight yep i have to agree with you um this is uh-huh. very solid stuff it's available on netflix
0: and i just want to tell people to go and watch roadhouse too i know a lot of people won't give it a go but um, they <laughs> really should because I although really you should know, Uh, It's got some great J.J. Perry choreography in there, which really elevates it above
1: what you might expect from a DTV sequel. Absolutely. I I enjoyed that one. Um, Yeah, so two eights for Day Shift. It's on Netflix. Go check it out. Our next review is East of the Mountains. Uh, When retired heart surgeon Ben Givens learns that he has terminal cancer, he takes his beloved dog back to his boyhood home in Eastern Washington, determined to end his life on his own terms. Um, yeah, <laughs> God, here we go. Um, this film starts with Tom Skerritt going into his house, putting together his old gun and then aiming it at his mouth. And it gets better from there, thankfully. Uh, this isn't quite the misery fest. Um, I was worried it's going to be, but at the same time, it's not exactly a barrel of laughs. Uh, some nice cinematography going on, you know, some interesting character moments, but I found this a bit of a chore, unfortunately. It just wasn't my sort of film. Hopefully, you got on with it better than I did, Rich.
0: Yeah i did i quite like these old bastard movies <laughs> that we're getting <laughs> a lot of these days um you know it's very much in that sort of vein of um grand torino came to mind yeah. yeah clint eastwood exactly so grand torino is the one that i go to i mean i mm. haven't seen the mule and, and cry macho and stuff but the mm. um grand torino was the one that instantly came to mind uh in all and also the in the fact that that was a film that kind of did a setup for a little bit of a thriller of like a, like a Dirty Harry kind of payoff, mm. which you don't really get. And this film does the same. It's kind of got this poster where he's holding a gun and stuff and mm. and you think he's gonna, you know, and he gets into an altercation with a guy and then he's, you know, out to, he's looking for the guy, you know, to sort of get uh, some sort of payback, mm. uh, it seems, or you don't quite know what his motivation is, but you know, he's look, you know, he's looking for this guy. And that doesn't again, things don't pan out necessarily. But it's drama, you know. It's it's a mm. it's interesting. It's based on a novel, but it's quite th- there's not a lot here in the movie. It's quite a, a, really. a, a slim story. I mean, it's told over eighty minutes or whatever. So I can't imagine how I don't know what's in the novel. Maybe lots of backstory and
1: mm.
0: whatever. But what we've got here is essentially one of these kind of one man show kind of movies, where it's um uh, you know him against the elements and he, he him. He encounters various people who help him sort of grow along the way and sort of deal with grief mm. and, and and things. And I like the supporting cast of, of the other people that he met, but then there's also Mira Sorvino, who's playing his daughter, who yeah. is very uh, dis. You know, he he just doesn't connect with her, and he's he's, he's not got any interest. And, he le- and it, There's a point in the movie where she's trying to get hold of him, and she's ringing up and leaving a message, and he hears her leaving this desperate answer phone message, and he's just like, "I'll just leave it." kind of thing and that really turned mm-hmm. you know kept me against the character yeah. it's like no you can't that's really cruel you can't do it and he, why is he doing that and yeah. i think to an extent he sort of separates himself from his daughter because she reminds him of his wife uh, and mm. stuff but i think there's more to it than that i think he doesn't know how to be a father i think he's sort yeah. of the kind of old you know he's an old-fashioned guy who he probably was completely invested in his work was never really around and so he just doesn't feel that connection and she's desperate for a connection she's she mm. loves him dearly and but he won't return that love uh, and that so that's the kind of are we uh, that's that's the sort of trajectory of the movie are we going to get there but what we've got along the way is you know uh, following tom scarrett around him getting into various situations meeting various people it's a bit like the straight story the david lynch movie mm. i don't know if you ever if you saw that one All i right. quite like that as well i i find some of these movies with this same i mean tom skerritt is like i don't know how when he was when he made this but he's 88 years old now yeah so he, he was probably 86 or, or or something when he made this you know and uh you know he's he's you know he looks every inch of that you know he's not <laughs> the, the tom yeah. skerritt we i mean he was he was i was watching it thinking how old is he because he was he, he's he's one of those guys who was always like quite old <laughs> mm. or older in all the films I've seen ever seen him in, even go back to Aliens. He wasn't that young in, or Alien, no. sorry. He, was, he wasn't very young in Aliens. He was a mature guy in that, mm. if I recall correctly. But um, would yeah. say, so, yeah, so I've just looked it up and he's like nearly Top 90 Gun. years old. Yeah. yeah, Top Gun and stuff. And, uh, but uh, so, yeah, we're seeing a lot of these movies that take these, you know, like Harry Dean Stanton's another one. You know, they take these actors or in their well-advanced years and Robert mm-hmm. Redford's done it as well where they do these kind of portrait roles mm. and uh i was i the fact that this has come along and it's you know it's it's a, it's got tom scarrett who's not the kind of sort of big, big name actor who you would expect but i think you know he's he's a really great actor it's really good to see him doing this kind of movie i enjoyed seeing him in it i like mira solvino yes. uh, i like the support of characters so i over the course of its eighty, it's you know it's it's shot in lovely locations and stuff so there's mm. there's plenty to if you're if you're interested if you like dramas and, and you don't mind something that's a bit of a slow burn then I think there is there is something here but if you're going in expecting a thriller or something and I didn't know what to expect going in because you know mm. I, you have quite a vague poster of this guy holding this gun and you know you're never quite sure is it going to be like a um is he going to, because you don't yeah. know which character he's going to play, is he going to be the Richard Dreyfus character from Daughter, Daughter of the Wolf, for example? That's another sort of flip side where I, we've seen yeah. these older characters playing playing the bad guys. Is he that? Is he sure. that kind of character? But it's not. This is very much a sort of a very stand, standard uh, drama movie.
1: The way the, way the, the synopsis is written, I thought this was going to be sort of like, a, you know, one man out against the elements kind of thing.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, well,
1: it, it, you think it is, don't you? And then it kind of
0: goes, and all off of a sudden, back in town,
1: of, and all this. Yeah, stuff. it's not at all. Um, so this is directed by a female director called S.J. Chiro uh, This is her first feature. She's done quite a few shorts um, before this, um, and, and on that note, I think it's um, you know a very well done first film. You know, you can't fault, fault it for that at all. Um, I think she's done a damn good job. But for me, you know, as I say, it, it looks great as well, uh, is well acted. But, you know, I, I personally didn't engage with it very much.
0: No, that's fair enough.
1: How are you going to score it, mate? Uh, I am going to give it. Uh, I, I liked it, so I'm going to give it a seven. Mm-hmm. I like it a little less. So I'm giving it a six. So that's a six and a seven for East of the Mountains. Go check it out, and you you didn't even connect with all the dog stuff, you know. He loves his dog, and I know that whole bit when the the dog gets uh, hurt.
0: Yeah, you don't like dogs, dogs, (laughs) do you? No, (laughs)
1: no, No, I know that. (laughs) Our next review is the captive. A young woman who survived and escaped from a sex trafficker a decade before finds herself fighting for her survival once more when her abductor, who remained at large, resurfaces. Lured to a remote cabin, now she must fight both the bleak winter elements and her captor to make it out alive. Um, We've definitely been here before, Rich. This is another film.
0: We were here last week.
1: (laughs) That, you know, this is yet another film in a singular location with basically you know one actress on screen. There's a the one we covered a couple of months ago where it was literally for the whole film just one.
0: Oh, that actress. was uh, Faye, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, this so there's there is a few more people sort of popping in and out here. Um, but again, for the most part, it is you know one one person um being sort of scared, witless. In, inside this house. The setup is pretty good, you know. Um we, we learn a little about this 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 woman um and and what she'd been put through in the past and, and how she's trying to deal with it. Uh and then she's you know so uh, this turns up and basically says oh one of your long lost uncles has died and left you a house so you need to go and sort of check it out um and it turns out actually it wasn't her long lost uncle it was her erstwhile captor Captor, um, who apparently has died, but has he or hasn't or, he? Yeah. So or was it? Or, or, what's what going thinking? on? Is it? Is it or isn't little. it? Is yeah. she crazy? We don't know. Exactly, and and you know that is the crux of the film is basically, is something else going on, or is it literally all in her head? Um, I, I found this quite decent, you know, overall um i think it overplays it a little bit at times but um and and, you know the flashbacks were genuinely disturbing you know uh, we're talking about sex trafficking and and, uh, child abuse and things like that and i I thought it sort of played it quite close to the knuckle with that side of things um but yeah I i thought overall this was pretty solid rich how about you
0: no, I didn't get on with it at all. <laughs> really, um, no, I didn't. I didn't like it. I thought, um, say, we we, we saw uh, the the voices, or um, I can't remember what the original title, but the voices uh, mm. recently, which I said, which I highlighted. I said, I think so, that's a really good example of this kind of it issue is. crazy kind of story. Yeah, this yeah. one, I, I felt was like uh, the other, uh, the complete other end. I was just like, it was so.
1: I think this was closer just, to Faye, you know, that it was that sort of thing. Sort closer of to Faye. Battling yeah. her sort of internal demons sort of, sort of as much as anything else. Yeah, um, was just so it just
0: to me there was just so much he- that was sort of heavy-handed and you know, and just for me not particularly engaging mm-hmm. about it. It was kind of going from one bit to another, having having these sort of um uh psychological breaks and and, and things like yeah. you know, what's what's what what is she seeing and is it real and should she take the pills to sort of you know, uh sort herself out and um you know, that she's been prescribed and, uh, what kind of, what, what's the trauma and what's the real one. And then we got stuff with Bruce Davison, who's kind of mm. haunting her, uh, from the past. And yeah, I think, and also for me, the, one of the big th- things I didn't like was the score. I just thought it was so heavy handed. Yeah, yeah, so I don't agree like with that. Really. Yeah. You, you know, I don't know if it was a composed score or a library music, but it sort of felt like a sort of a library mm. music kind of, Score mm. of just they take it, you know, quite sounded quite decent. You know, some of the music sounded quite decent, mm. but it was just so heavy handed in the context of yes. what we were watching. This is a James Cullen Bressick movie, and we just had Hot Seat, um, very, uh, like what two oh, weeks ago, two weeks ago yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this is another one. This, this one, this is one he made earlier. I mean, he's a very mm. prolific director, he's, he's got sort of loads of stuff, mm-hmm. but he might, I think, he made this one around the time that he did the Stephen Seagal one, Beyond the Law, but um the um which uh, uh this actress um uh julia class she was also oh. in, she sings the song at the end credits as well by the way
1: all right
0: the, um yeah i just wasn't really sold on her and the character and stuff and i liked you know it was nice having a little cameo by michael pare but he's yeah. literally blinking you're blinking he's gone
1: mm-hmm. um
0: the other thing was the uh, michelle burke is the therapist
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, i haven't seen her in anything. For a long time you know I remember her from uh from Coneheads with Dan Aykroyd which I was a big fan of when that came out and uh, I think she was in like Major League Two and stuff so around the sort of early mid-90s she was Uh in quite a lot of stuff but I haven't seen her in anything for a long time so I quite like seeing her I like Bruce Davison although not in this sort of really sort of creepy role that he's doing here (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and uh but you know he's always good value actually funnily enough I just watched a short film which he turned up in as well uh like Just before I watched this, so it was was sort of a very weird coincidence that I watched two Bruce Davis and things so close together. Um, uh, And yeah, the rest of the uh, the rest of the movie is pretty much just just her uh, sort of meandering around this house and uh, you know uh, and sort of wondering what's going on and stuff. And I, I just I was just. You know, I mean, it, it, it didn't help that the movie had this massive uh, watermark at the top and bottom and stuff. But, yeah, uh,
1: that's like perils of being a reviewer. And a, yeah,
0: <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> but the um, but the, looking past that, you know, it's still that I just wasn't that engaged with the story and stuff. I think it was because I've seen, you know, and impre- been impressed so, by the voices just yeah. so recently, and seen other films that we've uh, of this type. I think mm. it's just it's just uh, what there's just to, uh, there's just been too many of. Of this kind of movie for me, it for is now. it
1: is a hard sell having a film where ninety percent of what you're watching is literally just one actor on screen, and 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 trying to evoke various emotions and, and and you know states of sort of trepidation and anxiety and all the rest of it. And it doesn't, you know, it is difficult when they've got no one to bounce off, you know. Um, so so but. Having said that, I thought this was not too bad at all. Um, it's certainly better than Faye. Um, not as good as the voices. That 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 was very good because that just, you know, well, it had, had a sort of slightly broader cast for one thing. I think the the voices would have been very difficult if it was literally just sort of the main character. But there you go. Um, are you going to score it? Well,
0: I think I'm going to go a four.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm going to go another six for this one. So a four and a six for The Captive. Go check it out. Our next film is Special Delivery. A young woman called Yun Ha is a normal junkyard employee, but secretly works as a delivery clerk, That deals with unusual delivery requests. Um, This is a Korean film, Rich, um, and it was damn good. Basically, you could almost call it like you know the Korean version of the Transporter, uh, because that's basically exactly what she does. You know, um, sort of drives around, sort of helping people out who can't go to normal services, basically so a lot a lot of sort of uh helping people escape the law and that sort of stuff um lots of really good driving sequences i do have one major issue with the um the story which we'll get into in a minute um but first what are your thoughts
0: yeah this was a pleasant surprise i, I was very i like i really liked it for from mm. you know i was very engaged the whole time i thought that it's it's got that solid sort of blockbuster kind of look about it and the what I, what I thought was interesting is it yeah is you know you mentioned the transporter but there's other film it seems like it's been kind of put together of using bits from other films so yes you've got mm. the transporter but I think there's a bit of baby driver in there I think there's a bit yep. of drive the Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. version in there but then there's also Leon the professional
1: mm. uh,
0: and and uh, you know the, the the whole the the sort of corrupt cop who's on the trail you know, th- even like the colour of his suit, it just reminded me, I mean, he doesn't act in quite the same way as Gary Oldman, yeah. but, you know, he's, he's a nasty piece of work and stuff, and they, mm. he did make me think of that, and, and obviously there's the whole child element of, uh, you know, protecting the child and stuff, which, again, is one of those conventions that we've just seen so much of lately. Um, in this well, one, it's not so much about a maternal protecting, because she's only she's barely old enough to be like his older sister, so there's a sort of more of a sibling kind of thing, although they do have this sort of boyfriend. girl. She looks of,
1: young, but she's supposed of, to be twenty-seven.
0: Yeah, but still, still that's that's quite, that is still pretty young, isn't it? I mean, if, yeah. if she was, I, I would have, I would, have, mm. I would have said if it was going to be lots. I mean, I guess she could have had him uh, when she was. I don't know how mm. old was the kid. I don't know. She could have had him when she was a teenager. I mean, it's, but,
1: uh, uh, yeah, but it is that element. This this is my main issue is is the fact that you know her, her motivation is. Supposedly, this sort of sort of, uh, maternal, you know, awakening—shall we say? I I find you know. I didn't find it to be that. I thought it was more yeah. of a sort of, you know,
0: the fact because she's got this tra- again. There's one of the characters who's got this tragic past that's sort of revealed mm. as the as the film goes on, and I think it's that that you know the, the the loss. She's lost mm. people in the past. It's mm. not necessarily the, the you know who that it and the, the fact that it's a child yes but i don't think it i don't think that's i
1: don't, I don't think, think it would have worked with anything else either that's the thing yeah i
0: don't think it's yeah. you know it's not like a ripley and New kind of thing, mm. you know? she's not like looking at her like, as like a surrogate child who she lost or something well, it's, or, it's, it's, or, it's like
1: it was a kate as well you know it's that sort
0: of thing oh i confess i haven't seen kate yet so oh. I don't, that's another one protecting a child one is it <laughs>
1: basically yeah but,
0: but okay. uh, it is very highly recommended to, to is it, buy- it's a bit yeah. we, we've seen that a bit too much but say all the you know the transporter sort of baby driver if that is mm. i mean that seemed to be what the influences were to me yeah. i mean that even the poster looks like a poster for like uh well like drive angry i think is the one mm. that comes to mind but it's it's a film that's sort of wearing its influences on its sleeve it's yeah. also as i think you uh mentioned you know it's it's kind of got this bright sort of breezy cork sort of quality to it, but I guess a bit like Baby Driver, you know, it's got these sort of dark edgy bits to it. Yeah. You know, the the violence is really quite heavy. It
1: is. It is very violent when it it wants to be. Um, And the thing
0: is, her character is not a martial artist, but hmm. what they do is they do some, uh sort of looking back at you know something like night sh- you know um uh, day shift sorry hmm. you know there's action design in here that's a lot more than you would normally expect in, in an action scene so, you know she's not just sort of running away she's doing these quite complicated moves yeah. but uh perhaps a bit more than she would really not realistically be capable of um but hmm. but she is established as a very resourceful
1: very um uh uh yeah, for so there's, a there's, brilliant bit. there's a brilliant bit in the uh, in the car park yeah. when um, they abduct the girl and um, you know, the, the, the guy who's sort of beaten her up is, is already been established as this really tough bastard, yeah. you know, really brutal guy and you yeah, know, that, that scene I thought was really good, the way she sort of deals with it.
0: Um, yeah, and that, that whole bit, I mean, there's yeah. that whole sequence is great with the driving yeah, yeah. and the whole thing but there's also the bit, as you say, she's she's fighting off and she sort of, you know, she'll maneuver out the way and twist around and grab mm. a thing and bank thing. And so the action design is as present in this as it is in, you know, um, uh, any of the sort of 87, 11 kind of influence films, yeah, I would absolutely. say it's mm. got that sort of quality to it, but say, she's not a martial artist. Um, but, you know, even something like you can compare it to something like Prey, you mm. know, where they sort of put this, I mean, that doesn't have the same sort of action design. That's a bit more organic to the sort of situation, a bit more, you know, mm realistic to the to the situation with the sort of axe throwing and stuff but this one is um I thought it worked really it's it take when she's doing it it sort of takes you out a little bit because you're like "Mm, that's a bit too excessive but it works and she's such a great character and she's this sort of stoic um sort of quite you know again they sort of do her as like this kind of Frank Martin kind of character where she's you know she'll go and do all the Ryan Gosling character you know go and do these sort of uh getaway jobs basically Hmm. but then you know sort of has to confront a real potential so in that say in the transporter it wasn't a child it was uh, you know it's a uh, Shuki. um it was a young woman you had to to protect or whatever but there, there's yeah. that so, that's there's, there's that moment of dilemma of the of the the sort of the ethical challenge of like right how far are you willing to be detached from what's going on and, and how you know yeah. when, where, where where's the line where are you gonna cross the line and i think that's really well done with all the characters you know you've got the boss character who, who you know he there's the the whole thing yeah. that happens with him is very kind of true romance. i mean there's a true romance element to this film i think i think there's mm. a whole sort of you know they're on the run and there's got these people after them and there's these encounters and the and the you know there's the, the sort of torture scenes and stuff that happening with people tr- when they're trying to get hold of them there's the there's the uh the african guy who's
1: mm.
0: who's um uh you know, he's he's a he's an a immigrant, but he's a, you know he's a, he's a Korean speaker and stuff, and so that's quite interesting that what they've got yeah. to do with his character because he's kind of on the outside, but he's also a member of this kind of outsider group. You know, they're, they're working in this junkyard. There's like the three of them, and they're sort of he, she doesn't really think about it at, at the time, but she comes to think of this is like my family now. Hmm. And uh, the you know this the, the old the old guy who's given her the jobs. They've got this sort of sparky dynamic. He's kind of a father figure. Uh, and the other guys sort of is he a brother figure or is he a romantic interest or whatever they, they the film is never quite sure and she's probably not quite sure either and yeah. because she's got they she's not um they don't div- you know there's no real romance with her character she's she which is quite surprising because you know because that's what they do with women female characters generally yeah. but they keep her very cold and you know not not um not emotional not sexual you know she, she's 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 yeah. kind of purely about you know just doing the job and you know staying alive. The only real relationship she's got at the start of the movie is with a cat, you know, and uh, yeah. and that's yeah. kind of her heart is the cat, you know. So it's, mm. and uh, everyone else, she's sort of very spiky. towards. I think it's all. I think the whole film works really, really well. Uh, I thought it was mm. a, you know it's, it was a real pleasure.
1: It is, and it's it's unfortunate that it looks like it's not getting a physical release. It's going straight to sort of just a, as a online rental i
0: think it's a yeah i think it's might
1: be a a digital re- uh only release at yeah. this
0: stage um which isn't par for the course with a lot with a lot of these i mean it's yeah i'm so i'm surprised that a signature picked this up and, and it's going say uh 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 digital digital release and mm. stuff but i i could i could just as easily have seen this turning up on netflix you know this this would have been completely i mean yeah. netflix has got so much korean uh, movies and that this mm. would sit quite nicely alongside uh, not just their Korean stuff, but their whole world cinema sort of action yeah. uh, section. You know, Lost Bullet and all that kind of stuff would mm. really fit with with all those movies, and and could potentially get it a big you know get it more attention if it, you yeah. know through the algorithms and stuff. But you know the fact that this has got uh, a, a proper you know not not a physical release, but a, a release you know sort of independently, mm. so people can you know rent or purchase it. Uh, and yeah. you know, sort of get get a copy. I, I, I believe so. I don't think it's. I think it's going yeah. to be electronic, self uh, mm-hmm. through as well. You know, that's a sort of step up and does indicate that you know it's possible that it could get a physical release down the line. Yeah, yeah. But, so, but um...
1: it is it is one. I you know, I I shall be sort of making a purchase of this myself because... Well, it would look really good
0: on Blu-ray, wouldn't it? I mean, it's got it to say really, that. Yeah, I mean, the exactly. colours and stuff in the movie are yeah. great. I mean, the cinematography is really good because yeah. it's all that kind of neon-drenched sort of thing they do in you a They do a great, but
1: yeah, yeah at, the be- at the beginning there's a p- particular bit where she drives through this tunnel and it's all in red. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really nice sort of, um, you know, bit of cinematography as it goes through. Really enjoy And it. I'll
0: take this over, you know, stuff like The Villainous, personally. You know, i like it. Same you here. Know, it's comprehensible... Yeah. You know, action as nice. I don't, not overly flat. You know, I don't have any interest in something like Carter or whatever, but give me a, a solid, familiar, you know, mm. nicely conventionally shot story with with a bit of inventive, you know, stuff going on there as well. But not, you know, don't over egg the pudding as, it, as uh, you know, as it, as it were. Um, I just thought this got, you know, okay, it's derivative, but, you know, aside from that, it gets everything right. I mean, it's no, it's probably less derivative than something like Bullet Train, you know, which is. Mm. It's, which is sort of arguably quite similar because it's got a similar kind of visual aesthetic, and it's got you know um, the, the same kind of references that it's pulling in and and, and stuff. And and I, yeah, I, I would say this is um, this is probably one of the better um, one of you know one of the mo- films I've enjoyed the most that I've seen in the last few weeks. You know, we we mm-hmm. watched a lot of stuff, but this is definitely on the higher end. This...
1: it is certainly yeah. Um, I'm just having a quick look. Um, director's previous. only his third film.
0: Yeah, he did his first in two thousand nine, I believe, and then another yeah. one in twenty sixteen. But mm-hmm. uh, apart from that, not not really many, many, not no, no other credits at all. So um, quite yeah. um, intrigued, really, about you know what, why he's only done these three projects, or is IMDb yeah. just? Uh, not have a lot of information on this particular yeah. Korean filmmaker. You know, yeah. like, he could be doing all sorts of other stuff that you know it's just you not being recorded or yeah. something. But the, yeah,
1: yeah. D- Diamond Park is his name anyway. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, definitely somebody to be looking out for um, in in the future. This is this works really really well. Really enjoyed it. How are you gonna score it, Rich? Uh,
0: good. We get eight out of ten.
1: Definitely an eight out of ten. Yep, two eights for special delivery. Go check it out. Our short shot this week is The Legend of Pippi. Um, a raggedy little cat named Pippi goes on a dangerous quest to rescue the cat kingdom's princess after she is suddenly kidnapped by a horrifying beast. Uh, this is an animated short, rich, roughly how many minutes? About six minutes? About eight, eight minutes. Eight, eight minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Once you get used to the animated style, this 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 works really, really well. The um, This has got a very skewed sense of humour. Yes. Um, for sure. Um, which I really enjoyed, I must admit. It's, it's yeah. It, you you it, think it's like it, a kid's
0: story yeah. kind of thing, and then all of a sudden this dragon with, like, nipple piercings and stuff comes out.
1: <laughs> uh, so, so that character, you know, it, was, it was like the Minotaur bit, wasn't it? I thought it was quite yeah. funny. Because the way he's... Um, you know the voice actor. He comes. He does come across like a Jim bro, you know. So, he, so somebody who um, on his on his dating profile puts how much he lifts. You know, I saw a guy. I you know. um, thought thought yeah, that, that was really cool. Um, yeah, it, it's just just really sweet, but very dark at the same time. But it, was, um, it It's kind of like what Shrek was going for in the first film. Mm-hmm. But it, but it turns it up to eleven, and just you know, it it, it goes that extra mile that Shrek couldn't, basically, which which I thought was um, very good. Yeah, I, I just really enjoyed that really sick ending. Thought, yeah, oh, and you got
0: the um, the sort of it's it's the the hero's journey kind of storyline, yeah, yeah. isn't it? And it's basically this unlikely hero character of of this mm. little cat called Pippi who's you know they 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 do the intro I say again we've seen it before hmm. like you say with with other things like Shrek and stuff where they and you're expecting it's going to be a movie about this mighty hero character and there's like hmm. and then they sort of pull it away the and it's scrawny like, oh. little cat it's just this scrawny little cat with like huge eyes yeah. and he's just like a bit not quite he's, he seems like he's not quite all there and <laughs> <laughs> he's just running from from one rescue situation to the next and sort of just Compare it because he's got the picture of what the princess looks like, and he's like, yeah. is that... it's like "Oh, mm, oh
1: no, damn it, no, no that's someone. not you. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll, no, you're not the one I'm looking for." Yeah. <laughs> so, sort of leaving people also, in various yeah, precarious situations, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's just like not not doing anything to help them. You know, one, one, kill the bad guy, but leave them sort of, like tied up or whatever. It's like, yeah, you might as well have just kill them yourself, really. But yeah,
0: but yeah, it's that darkness. That's like one yeah. of the one of the characters he's going to rescue is about to be sacrificed in like a demonic you know satanic Mm. ritual (laughs) and so there's (laughs) blood everywhere and stuff but and then there's another character and there's a character you know say one of the characters i think there's one or two swear words in there and stuff Mm. but most of it's it's kind of yeah i'd I'd say it's it's on the edge it's kind of edgy but it's it's Mm. not like super adult or anything there's nothing really really hugely contentious in there or whatever but uh it's a really um yeah it's it's like you say it's 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 quite sweet but it's got that sort of darkness to it, it's just quite fun. It's the, the creation of the, the characters, the world in this world of cats is quite interesting. Yeah, the way they've sort of established it, and it's they do a little bit of world building at the start. Well, he, he, even um, his,
1: his horse is a cat, basically, isn't it? So, <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> and they um, yeah, and the, so the filmmakers are Julia Scholl and uh Budget Uh, Oleg. Mm-hmm. uh I think um, Julia Scholl actually created. The, the story and the character, and then they work together to sort of bring it to life.
1: yeah
0: And I think that can, uh, although their names sort of indicate that, you know, I'm not sure where they're from, but the, you know, very sort of unusual names, but this is a, mm. an American production or a Canadian production, it seems
1: mm. the, um,
0: and this was made for their, um, I think it was like, I think, I think this is a, th- a th- from what I'm reading online, it's, it's, uh, like a thesis production uh-huh. you know from, their, from all right their, yeah from their filmmaking sort of course or animated film making course mm. or whatever but uh yeah i think it's had quite a lot of uh attention on on uh-huh. since it came out on youtube and, and stuff there's quite a few people checking it out and uh hopefully uh, you dear listener will be uh, will be one of them
1: absolutely this is definitely worth checking out as i said eight minutes long um it's it's got that sort of dark sense of humor that you know sort of thing that the simpsons could have pulled off back in the day um but yeah, this, this, this works. It's really not
0: nice. twisted like Dr. B's
1: kind of. Oh, no, stuff, no. It's, say, yeah, it's, it's very dark. conventional humor. It's conventional humor. Yeah. But there's a sort of darkness to it. Um, yes, yeah, so we don't score the shorts, but we do recommend you check them out. And there will definitely be a link to this in the footnotes below. Please go see it. Our DTP throwback this week is. Black site. An elite military unit is given the task of deporting elder gods to another dimension. Um, the latest one is a person called Erebus, who has a connection to one of the uh, guards at the, at the, at the site. Um, and there is something else going on. That's the best I can describe it, basically, Rich. <laughs> Um, this is directed by Tom Payton, who uh, we've actually had on the show um, a long time ago. Um,
0: for his first and, film, which was Pandorica.
1: Pandorica, yeah. He's made a few films since. Um, I enjoyed this. There are issues with it, but I must admit I enjoyed this more than I thought was going to. Um, we're, we're back. There are left definitely parallels with a other film, Black Site* which there we'll are. start the show with because here we are again in the secret facility we have a female protagonist who has a connection to the latest prisoner who's been brought in who himself has his own agenda as to what's going on the huge difference here rich is monologuing yes <laughs> the, the amount of exposition in this script and the amount of you know, characters having to describe their own motivation and their own... <laughs> That's a really good point. point. <laughs> this is the like the complete opposite, isn't it? <laughs> it is. There's a whole bit where um our main character, um uh is it Danforth? It, uh, Sophia Del Pitzo's character. Um She has to have a sort of sit down with her boss. And her boss is literally going, well, as your boss, I, I think have mean- to tell you... To-
0: Sorry, I think you mean uh, uh, Ren Reed, played oh, yes. by Samantha Sorry. Schnitzper.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, IMDb has got a well, well down the cast, But yeah, there, there's this whole bit where she's going, well, as your boss, I have to tell you to do this sort of thing. And you're only here because you, you know. And it's like the worst way you could have described this, you know, this scene um, or, or handled it, unfortunately. And there's a lot of that. In this, uh, there's a lot of monologuing, especially with Erebus, um, just spouting off bollocks all the time. That you know, there was a bit of influence from um, Loki in uh, the Avengers, in some of the stuff he was saying. Um, but yeah, th- uh, other than that, I thought the set designs were pretty decent. There were some nice little. Um, Little sort of background effects going on and things, and you know, some relatively okay fight scenes. So, you know, it, it was entertaining enough, but there are definitely these sort of like very slow dead spots anytime somebody started talking for more than a second. How about you, Rich? What do you reckon? Yeah,
0: I think I liked it a bit more than you did. The yeah. um, the um, I've watched it twice now, and right. the because I was really sort of interested to sort of go back and check it out again and sort of because the, there's quite a lot happening in the movie and I wanted to sort of uh, just sort of revisit various elements of it and I love the I love the uh, the John Carpenter kind of influences and the, so there's a the whole South at the, the start with a nice little animated prologue and that which is very kind of escape from New York and
1: mm. stuff
0: but the where they the do the again sort of gentle sort of world building of the mm. what the you know the l el- these elder gods and how the humans are trying you know trying to overthrow them because they, they're coming yeah. back and they're trying to get rid of them and stuff and they're they're trying to t- there's a there's a big story here there's a lot they're trying to do with barely any money so when they're running around this what looks like a sort of old you know military bunker sort of yeah, place yeah. which ha- which i also like because they've shot on an actual location with yes. like really craggy you know walls and stuff which gives it real authenticity hmm. and you can uh, compared to something like black which is just like a you know polished sort of shiny sort of set but mm-hmm. the 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 location stuff here but they've got they can't have um the they haven't really got much for production design and they can't really do prison cells and stuff so they come up with this idea of the the electron electronic light field yeah
1: which, uh, I to, which I liked. which they I use like as a that. visual
0: effect to sort of yeah. keep things in place. And they, so they yeah. put the prisoner, the prisoner uh, Erebus, it ends up standing on a board, yeah. sort of in the middle of a big empty space.
1: Yeah,
0: but they they manage to kind of sell it on the uh, with this, I say,
1: yeah, it's a nice field kind of thing. Relatively subtle effect, you know. So so every now and again you'll see a flash of like the grid, you know, this sort of laser grid sort of thing. Otherwise it's just. You know, it, it kind of reminded me of uh, I don't know if you've seen this film called um, "Support Your Local Sheriff." with James Garner. Uh,
0: no, I've, I've, heard oh, I've
1: heard of it. it's a it's a classic film. He, he becomes the sheriff, and, he, and and it turns out they they built the jail, but they hadn't actually put the doors in to the cells. Mm-hmm. So he has to do this. He has to do this thing where he um he he gets some red paint, and he sort of just drips it on the floor, so like by the entrance. So so anyone who sort of goes, well, what happened there? He goes, oh, well, you know, if you if you try and come through the door, you'll find out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's that sort of thing, you know, it, it just sort of sells it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's a nice little um, effect. I, I, I thought, you know, it's it, it sort of, as you say, um, it was a good replacement for, or a good substitute for um, an actual sort of jail cell or anything.
0: Yeah, and they and they say the story sort of unfolds in again. It's kind of a John Car. It's kind of a sort of mm. Precinct 13* variation, really, or, yeah. or *Ghost with, of Mars With touches, with
1: touches of *Prince of Darkness*.
0: Yes, which I'm actually not over familiar with, so I, I oh, couldn't really oh. uh, pick up on those because uh, I think a sort of the dream
1: bits, basically.
0: Oh, uh, okay, yeah. So I know it's got all these sort of um, mm. there's there's like little cutaway visuals and and stuff that they do. I yeah. say that there's that visual effects shot of the. Um, what looks not unlike the the sort of shots of the mind flayer uh in in Mm. stranger things Mm. and they keep cutting back to it every now and again but really really nicely rendered sort of wavy tentacly thing uh, that they show yeah see see,
1: this this definitely does sort of you know it it would it does earn um, the the label of being Lovecraftian, not not because of tentacles, which a lot of people mm-hmm. sort of go, oh, it's got tentacles and it must be sort of Lovecraft. It's it's to do with the elder gods and it's to do with this idea of like hu- humans and Earth being so incredibly insignificant to the gra- the grander scheme of things. You know, <laughs> that, you know, the, the, these gods could just sort of crush us with 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 their thumb. Mm-hmm. Is 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 the, is the way they sort of look at it. Is you know they're out there, you know, sort of, sort of walking the, the universe or whatever, and we're we, you know we we are the ants sort of looking up at, 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 the, at the sky. That's the sort of the Lovecraftian sort of um, sort of ideas basically that sort of come out of this.
0: Yeah, and I thought the you know the idea of uh, you know that that they have to capture the god in a hu- and put it in a human vessel, hmm. and so that's how it's this guy who they bring into this black site and stuff. How the, they, mm. how they get around that, I think, works. because Ra- they could have just done it as a, that's how he looks, you know, like, as you say, like Loki or whatever, mm. you know, the, they just look like us, you know, they, mm-hmm. they just take, the they have just have this form, they just happen to look exactly the same, as but he, here, they they're sort of described as, you know, something you can't, you can't even imagine what they might even mm. look like, but yeah. they get, they come down here, and then they've got this sort of form has been captured, and, they, and then there's like, they, the reason, oh, there's a there's a whole thing about you know uh, the magic and spells and incantations or whatever is is a, is a sort of a key part to this sort of yeah. world building and that ha- how the site is kind of protected and it, it's a, I don't know if it's a nod to U.S. Seals too. But that one of the things is you can't take firearms in. <laughs> can't take in. guns. Yeah. That yes. was a nice touch actually, and so, yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of say f- physical action and swordplay and whatever, which, mm. as a, which is exactly what. Um, I think.
1: I think that's one of the things I, I, I think was missing is they, they, they should have, you know, if because you do get these sort of runes and symbols on the walls and stuff, but mm. I think they they could have done a bit more with that because it, it's, yeah. it's you know they, they could have plastered them everywhere, sort of thing, rather than just like oh yeah that. That bit over there on the wall—that's the um the spell that's needed. You know, like have, yeah. I mean,
0: I—I th- th- kind, kind of like.
1: F- yeah,
0: I kind of like the fact that it's almost like this blasé sort of after you know, it's like something that they don't. It's just mm. something so random, like normal, or whatever. That a lot of them it's, don't even sort of yeah. think about it. It's just kind of. It's just kind of there. It's in it's they, they don't. It, do
1: it. Yeah, it's, it's like the whole thing sort of winding down isn't it so yeah you know we've almost caught all of them now you know it's the whole thing you know the the budget's been cut you know the facilities are starting to wear out that sort of thing um yeah it's it's interesting and and i like the whole thing you know there's sort of new inductees coming in and being briefed you know which which helps with a bit of the the exposition sort of with the the heavy lifting
0: and you get sort of a a humorous (laughs) orientation video
1: Oh, that well. was good. Yeah, that that was really good. Yeah, been, yeah. this is something that I that, that I designed with my yeah.
0: team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know if that that sort of thing we've seen a lot of. I don't know if they got mm. that was he was influenced by Lost or and, and stuff, and mm. you know the Dharma Initiative and things. But yeah, we've there's lots of bits and that that we've you know he's kind of brought in all these elements and stuff, and I think he's done a pretty good job with it. I had to mm. so say I had a lot of fun with it. I, I did want to watch it again. I, I I really liked it. I would watch it again as well. Mm. I thought the um I do kind of like, I'd say I really particularly like the John Carpenter touch. There's a couple of bits of the music as well, which. The um, score was really
1: good. Yeah. Well, I, I, the score's it, interesting because some of it's yeah. been
0: specially composed and some of it is library music because there's a really right. long list on the end credits right. of like, um, uh, where it's well, it's been well chosen. Sort of some of the music think, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: It's been well chosen.
0: I particularly like the synth stuff because mm. I, I do really like that kind of music. Yeah, the, um Another part, you mentioned all the parallels with Black Sight, mm. uh, the, the 22. 2022 black site. Uh, this is the 2018 one. Uh, you mentioned all the parallels. Another thing was there is also a kitchen fight involving a saucepan, but this one has That's actually true. is the heroine yeah. uh, Ren yeah. Reed, Samantha yeah. Schlitzler, um mm.
1: having that was quite a, a decent fight, fight. actually. Yeah. yeah.
0: And we've also got uh, she has a fight with uh, the human. Uh, say the human threat in the movie is uh, played by Phoebe Robinson mm-hmm. Galvin now Rodriguez, uh, but um, she plays Kerr. And there's some quite interesting developments with her and Erebus and how they, are you know, because mm. they're kind, of, they, they're kind of the. If this was, you know, like a sort of precinct thirteen, they're the gang going in to get their boss kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, but it says yeah. the dynamics are not quite that clear cut in here, and there's there's a nice neat, neat little development there. But yes, I think Erebus, who is really sort of the main sort of vocal villain for the for the majority of the film yes there's a it's a bit too there's a bit too much there and i did enjoy it to, to mm-hmm. you know I i'd I like his performance stuff but it is very evil villain you mm-hmm. know kind of thing it's, it's all this sort of head lowered sort of looking looking your eyes up and, yeah. and you know his hair was very sort of done very straggly you know mm-hmm. sort of greasy looking and stuff it, it's just some of it was oh and, it, and that's the thing of uh He's a he has to be English, whereas everyone else is American, mm. <laughs> so, 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 so they kind of set that up. Although it's a British movie or whatever, it's kind of playing in this, yeah. Trying you know, everything's dressed up as American, the, the lead is uh, American, and, and all the as, Apart, actually, there's one supporting character who Mike Beckingham, who is actually playing, he is English playing English. He's mm-hmm. Sam, who's the guy who's there to do the incantation. Oh, the incantation yeah. Interestingly, Simon Pegg's brother.
1: Really? Yes. So I didn't know that
0: until today when I watched a behind the scenes video, whatever came up. So yeah. So he he's all right. He's a bit of an annoying character, you know. Sort of. He's he's uh, there's there's all this stuff he's going on about his girlfriend and everything, which
1: Mm.
0: frankly I could have probably done without. I think there's there's some the yeah I wasn't a big fan of a lot of that dialogue uh, that he was that he was given. (laughs) And, and the character development and stuff for him. Unfortunately, um, I think the rest of the characters sort of fared a bit better. With the, even Erebus, you know, sort so like you say, he do, he is one of those villains who talks way too much. But mm-hmm. I quite liked quite you know some of the sort of the shades and and, and, and in uh, the comments and stuff that he was coming out with. I quite liked that stuff. Mm-hmm. The um, I like the boss lady um, and uh, yes. Jennifer Wilkinson, Angela Dixon. Mm-hmm. I liked her, and and um, we've also got Bentley Kalu. Uh, who recently, he's now in the Halo series on the Paramount Plus. All right. uh, he's like uh, almost like again, sort of almost like a father or brother figure to um, Ren Reed's character.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: she's you know she because she she's she's a, a character a bit like um say sort of what we were talking about with um Special Delivery. You know she's a character who doesn't really have family, but this these kind of, sort of some of the people that she works with that has become sort of like a family unit for her. Uh, in this case, it's that relationship with, um, uh, Jay Austin. Hmm. Uh, and um, so that's sort of stuff happening there. It's, it's, I, I, I really like this. The, is the choreography amazing. No, uh, is it, yeah. is it decent? Yes. I think it absolutely is. I think that, you know, the, the limitations on money and, and stuff would, have, would have, you know, been a problem, uh, hmm. uh so, you know, if this was a Ross esque film, for example, I think we would have, we would have got more, Yeah. Uh, but you know, tom is uh, you know a, a growing director he's this is only his so he, this was his third film and his first action film mm. uh, really so i thought he did very well say for coming out of the, with uh, with this one he's you know made he's made like three more since the one he did after this i really want to see called stairs which is all, which eventually as yeah. the ascent yeah, yeah which is also which is also has um, uh, some of the same cast um, yeah. but i say so i haven't had a chance. It's also called Black Ops in America. But and he um, also
1: did one with uh, Jean Paul Lee as well, didn't he? Um, yes, that's the, 400 bullets. I haven't seen that one yet. Uh,
0: so that should be really interesting. Yeah, uh, I did watch G-Lock, which I think was the film he did after this one, one or two after, hmm. which I didn't like. I'll be honest, uh, I wasn't a, I wasn't a fan of G-Lock. Uh, it didn't have enough. There's a nice um, if you watch the Loki series um only the first episode oh so do you know about the animated sort of clock character the animated character no oh okay so this is it, there's this animated character like properly animated mm-hmm. character in, in that show who's, who's quite who's, who i quite like and um in in g-lock there's a little animated sort of quite simply drawn sort of almost like a stick man kind of character
1: mm-hmm.
0: who who the who the, who the who the lead is sort of talk who's um uh, who he's talking to you know that's so it's like his mm. companion but it's like a program uh, and that's quite that's quite a novel aspect a novel thing in the movie but everything else is kind of I feel like I've seen a lot of it before there wasn't enough of that sort of uniqueness that I think we've seen in you know uh-huh. in, well, I, well the Tom Payton films we've seen today so this one I think just throws in so many interesting elements and stuff I think there's a lot of invention and over ambition which is not mm. a bad thing uh, you know Pandora yeah. was you know really ambitious and, and stuff you know you know, for, for what he was trying to do and the world building and everything on that very limited budget uh, and I say with this um, I still th- I'm, I'm wish I'd seen more of his films I do I do really want to check him out because I do think he's I've one seen, of the more interesting uh, directors we've got yeah
1: running. I saw um, Redwood which is um, the second that's the one with Nicholas Brendon isn't it Nicholas Brendon's in it yeah. for a short period um mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually enjoyed that. It's um, it's got an interesting ending, which made me wonder how you know. With that in mind, thinking thinking of the sort of way his his films sometimes go, I was really interested to sort of see how Black Sight was going to finish because because you know it sort of gets to a point where you're thinking this really could go either way at this point. You know, this it, could just sort of become. Either really sort of like um, downbeat, or it could go the other way, you know, quite, quite easily. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was an interesting, um, you know, ha- having that at the back of my mind. Going, well, yeah, he doesn't always sort of play it sort of the conventional way, which is uh, which is good. So, yeah, yeah, he's got a couple of other films on the way. He's got a film called uh, The Assailant with Caspar um, Van Dien,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which which is oh, was, who was in
0: like, G Lock as well?
1: All oh, right. Uh, and um yeah another one after that called us or them which is um in post at the moment apparently
0: yeah he's very prolific i mean he's, he's always doing he's projects yeah. too. and um i would say uh samantha schnitzler who's got she's you know she's in like this program there's a program called intellect like, intergalactic on sky that she's mm. been in and, and various films but she, i i remember first seeing her it, I, I don't know if it was made before or after this i think it was after but um I saw her in Duchess at the Fighting Spirit Film Festival. Oh yeah, and uh, that that I thought was really good. That's I I found that that was very good. On, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I think I found it on YouTube or, or Vimeo. I did do a link on the, yeah. on the short shots page to that. It, we, talk, we talked we talked to all of the actors
1: in that, didn't we? Because um, it was set up as a as an American film, but the so the antagonist was British playing an American. If, if it's the one I'm thinking of.
0: Uh, well, Duchess was the the, well, the one where the, the, um, the, the, it's a fight. they're that's yeah. what sort of having a fight and well, it's in uh, a gym,
1: though,
0: isn't it? In it's... a gym, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That's
1: what I'm thinking
0: of. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was really good. Kia Stewart's film, mm-hmm. and she's also she, apparently she was in. She's done various other things, but she was in mm-hmm. the John Paul Lai, uh, the Division, mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a role in that. So, I I I, I do want to watch that again because I haven't seen that for a long time um but the and the other one uh, the other thing was to mention uh, uh going back to uh, phoebe robinson galvin if anybody haven't seen i am vengeance retaliation mm. in which she appears uh, you know that she gets much better scenes in that uh than she than she had in this one i think they had probably had a bit more time with the choreography or, or, or yeah whatever i don't know things just potentially worked out a bit better on that one but she's also done loads of other stuff uh, as a stump for- i mean she's a stump former on havoc the um uh uh, uh, Gareth, Gareth, what's his name? Gareth Edwards. Gareth, have I got that? Garth. Uh, the raid. What's the, the guy who did the oh, raid? Oh yeah, um, Gareth, Evans.
1: Gareth Gareth Evans. Yeah.
0: yeah. So she she done stunts on that, but it's also stuff like Never Back Down, Revolt. Uh, I think her and Samantha. Uh, sorry, yeah, Samantha. Her and Samantha were both stunt performers on the Zack Snyder's Justice League and that. I think. Mm-hmm. So they're they're very, you know they're, they're doing very well in, you know, both sort of stunts and acting and stuff They've they've got, they're, they're definitely people to sort of keep an eye on. I think they're the, and Bentley Kalou obviously is doing quite mm. well. So really liked him. I definitely want to see more of him. Uh, so, yeah, I think this is, I think it's quite, it's not perfect, but it's quite mm. unique and it's also, it's got enough that's interesting about it and it, and it actually stands, although the, you know, the action might not be as good as say in in I, I I am vengeance retaliation, for example, but it's still, you know, very good, very interesting and a, a yeah. lot
1: of fun. Absolutely. We do not score the uh throwbacks, but we certainly ch- want you to check them out. Um, this is currently available on Rock TV or or you know Rocky through various services. Yeah. Through various services. And you can uh, rent it the OD and stuff. Exactly. So um yeah, please go check it out. That is the end of this week's show. So thanks to Rich for helping me through these films. So a bit of a disagreement between East of the Mountains and uh, um, whatever the other one was called now, the the captive. <laughs> but other than that, we're we're pretty much on the, on the same level with everything else. Um, definitely going to make sure that um, Special Delivery ends up in my collection, even if it is a a digital version. But there you go. Uh, don't forget to check us out on uh, Facebook and Twitter at DTV Digest. And also check out our sister show, The Short Shots, um, where Rich puts a new short out every evening around about eight o'clock. Other than that, thank you for listening. Tune in next time.
0: Thank you for listening to the DTV Digest. Let us know your thoughts in the comments and tune in again next
1: time.